Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you to talk about things other than BYU football. We are going to talk about that, but we are not quite as excited. But it's still going to be a lot of fun. We are looking forward to it. Before we move into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal to Royal Pod. Make sure you're following us on there for a lot of fun and interactive content. Make sure you are visiting our website as well, royalstrongandtrue.com. Make sure you're downloading the episodes, sharing it with your friends, leaving reviews. And with all with all that self-promotion out of the way, let's get to it now. Let's boo. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go for you, that's right! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Let's go wild, let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. Welcome in, listeners, to yet another episode of The Best Podcast. Yeah, we're so pumped to be here. Yeah, Yeah. every week just gets better. Go Cougs. Uh, first things first, we've got a few items to get out of the way before we dig into the meat and potatoes of our show. Ooh. So, get some fake spider webs, mm. maybe uh, some tiny little pumpkins or big pumpkins. Oh, okay. Because it's time for housekeeping. I like it. I like the Halloween edition that we have going here. We're recording this yes. on Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hallows yes, happy Eve. Hallows Eve. Uh, so it'd be Hallow's Day that people are listening to this then. Yes. Correct? That's Hallow's correct. Day. Hallow's Day. How yep. come no one talks about Hallow's Day? That's it's a good just, question. Just the Eve. I don't know. Maybe that should be the meat and potatoes of our episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Forget BYU. Yeah, that, that might be more healthy for our minds. Yes. yes. So first things first, let's talk about, you know it, you love it, it's proper football. Proper <laughs> Proper football is it's getting into kind of a fun season of proper mm-hmm. football. Um, first of all, the women's soccer team of BYU played Santa Clara, the conference leaders at home. It was an entertaining game. Mm, um, to be sure. BYU had a lot of opportunities. They looked the better side the whole time, but just couldn't get that elusive goal and ended in a nil-nil draw. <sighs> It was so rough. Yeah. So rough. It was frustrating, and we were putting so much pressure on them towards the end, and we just had so many exciting chances, but never could. Didn't find we, like, outshoot them, like, 12 to 2 or something? It was 24 to 4, 12 nope. to 2 shots on goal. Shots on 12 goal. 12 to 2 we shots had on goal. Yeah. Their goalie <laughs> played out of her freaking mind. Yeah, their goalie is good. Yes. Very annoying. Certified. <laughs> Very annoying, but also good. What's that? What was it? Tim? Tim, Tim Howard. Howard. Tim Howard. Yeah, we got American. a female Tim Howard yes. on the Santa Clara team. Yes. I don't know anything about proper football, but I do know that Tim Howard's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that was very, very frustrating. But they're not out of the WCC title race yet. Nope. Uh, they need to win both of their games, which are doable because they're the two worst teams in WCC this week. Whereas yeah. Santa Clara, who's in the lead, has to get one win against the like third and fourth best teams in the conference. So they have a much harder road and they have to go on the road for one of those. 
But all they have to do is win one, and they're going to win it outright. Whereas BYU needs to win out. So they're not completely eliminated, but uh, the draw set them back. They're they're on the back foot, and they need some help in order to get a share of that title. Yes. However, they do have a very strong strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Some results went their way. Teams that they tied or beat um, ended up being really good. So they're shoe-ins for the tournament. Yes. Per Re- source. Regardless of whether or not they per win. Yeah. So they don't need that automatic conference bit. Good, yes. good, good, good. Uh, next up in <laughs> Bubba football, uh, we have a question uh, yes, for you guys. I, I guess it's more of a statement because I was going to ask you how many days until the World Cup, but I wrote it in the script that's in front of your eyes, so mm, yeah. it wouldn't be much of a question. It would be disingenuous to listeners. Yes. Uh, but currently, from where we are, there are 20 days from when our listeners are listening to this, 19 days until the World Cup, baby! Let's go! I am so excited. I was watching the Fox games, obviously. I was watching Ohio State-Penn State on Saturday, and they kept playing the World Cup commercials, um, and... I was very, very excited. I was, I was like to an uncomfortable point of excitedness for the World Cup. Uh, it was questioning my faith in humanity uh, because okay. of how much I was excited for the World Cup. So uh, I'm definitely buying all in on this USMNT team, even though we haven't looked good. I'm all in. We're going to do great. We're going to beat England and the Saudis. Is it Saudi? No, the Iranians. Yes. The Iranians and the Welsh. The Welsh, right? Yes. Is it the Welsh? The Welsh, the Welsh? yeah. Yes, the Welsh, the Iranians, and the English. Yes, We're going to beat them all. Okay. Let me I, ask anyway, you, I'm just, I'm very excited. Can yeah. I ask you a real question? Yes. This is a very real scenario. Okay. And I, my answer will probably differ from your guys's, just okay. because you know, differing levels of proper football fandom on this podcast. <laughs> if there is a conflict between, let's say, a, a premier soccer match. Given that it's not the United States. In the World Cup? Yes. Okay. And Wednesday night matching. Which are you watching? I've got a nugget. <clears throat> nugget. Nug, let's tug. The latest game in the World Cup, the latest kickoff time is noon. Oh, proves <laughs> well. That yep. time change is playing to our favor, I think. Yes, I agree with Dan. Proves that was well. going to be so, my point. Yeah, it's basically a non-issue. For yeah, us, they'll be on the same day as Maxion, but not the same time as Maxion. Football at exactly. night, World Cup in the morning. Good. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and if you want, you can watch Morocco versus Croatia at 3 a.m. Mountain Time. Hell yeah! I'm going to be watching that! <laughs> yeah. Morning games. If you're watching that game without at least having five bucks on it, please consult a doctor. Yeah. That's sicko mode right there. That is that is World Cup sicko mode. Yeah. <laughs> I do have another question relating to proper football. Ooh, proper, proper. We do know that um, our women's soccer team sucked at the beginning of this year. Uh, yeah. they, have, yes. they, they struggled. They had some, some very rough games. Yes, they, they had some growing pains. They, they absolutely struggled. But then now they are on an undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plenty of ties in there, but you know, undefeated. Did they start doing well when BYU football started sucking? Mm. I guess my my real question is: Is the fact that BYU women's soccer is doing well affecting our football team negatively? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Is there only room for one good football team on campus? It seems like it. Maybe there's only a certain number of wins to divvy out between the teams. True. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I playing I off never of that, that. I would offer something. Let's sacrifice all of the American football 
wins and give them to the women's proper football team because at this point they need them a lot more than we do. Our season's yes. already gone. <laughs> we just need one. Yeah, just need one. <laughs> give us one more win. We need one, and then we can give play. the rest. We can of give the all the rest. Football. Okay, we let's need, let's do that then. I, I, we want two wins. We'll, we'll beat Utah Tech and just one more. Yep. You know, women's soccer probably not going to win the, the the WCC title. That's fine. You don't need to win the WCC title because yeah. you're going to go win the cup. Right. So we can have them drop a game to LMU, and that will benefit us when we go beat Boise on the blue turf on Saturday. Yes. Obviously, how it works. I have one more proper football nugget. Oh, I love proper football. Nugget. Senior night for the soccer team was last Saturday. Oh, yes. They have one senior <laughs> who doesn't even start. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so next year, they're going to be scary. Uh, next year, they will be scary. They'll be scary next That's year. wild that Brecken, Mazingo, Bella Fellino, like, they're still going to be here next year. All their year. stars are coming back. That's awesome. Love it. Speaking of, I was working that game, and they did the senior night presentation for the away team as well. And they had yeah. Natalie Wells, one senior for BYU, come out. And then Santa Clara had like eight seniors. Like it was like half their team. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, any any more proper football notes, or should we get to American Let's football? Get to real football. Let's get to some stuff. Real football. Yeah. Real football. Real Salt Lake. Exactly. Real Salt. <laughs> anyway, uh, actually, we're gonna take a detour oh, away from real football. Speaking of real football, real football, let's football talk about basketball. basketball. Whoa. <laughs> Um, yeah, so over the summer, the Marriott Center went um, on some renovations. It went down in seatage and buttage in seatages. Uh, it went down from about 19,000 to about 18,000. It used to be over 20,000, almost 21,000, but it just keeps going down and down and down. The BYU football stadium is rumored to undergo more updates after this season that will decrease seatage in the Uh-oh. stadium. Take it closer to sixty thousand because they're gonna add more like rich people suites. Um, I don't know. What do you guys feel about this taking? I don't want to say it, but maybe a more professional sport route to accommodate rich people rather than the fans. See, it, the Marriott Center isn't as much rich people as it is that they're just adding seats instead of benches, so that's compacting the space a little bit. But I do have a little nugget for you. Nugs. Um, Tug it. Since. Tug it. Since the uh, since the Marriott Center capacity was reduced to eighteen thousand nine hundred eighty-seven in twenty fifteen, okay, so it's been seven full years. We have only sold out, or sorry, sorry, we have only had more people in the stadium than seventeen thousand nine hundred seventy-eight. What the current is now after the renovations, okay, we've only had more than that seven times. Ooh, interesting. Seven out of like the eighty-five home games we have had since then. So that's less than 10% of our home games that we have had more than what we can house now. If we're not selling out anyway, may as well decrease the seatage. I mean, would you rather have seats instead of benches or hang long black curtains to cover up the fact that you're not selling out? Uh, Never that. I would hope we never get to that point. So I think I would rather go with the seats. For reduced capacity than the banners. Than so, the banners? No, I agree. Than the, the flags. Or I'm with you there. Whatever they're called, curtains. I'm with you there. Uh, my one thing, when they did it in 2015 and when they did it uh, this time, I don't like the cushiony seats because it makes it less loud. Even mm. though they're, even though the, the people may not be that different, like you said, like we're still are probably going to have a similar number of people attending the games. The cushiony seats don't amplify the sound. When we used to have those hard seats, it felt a lot more like the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, or like the 
um, Coach K court. The with pit. The pit. The pit. Yes. The pit. I'll never forget the pit. The pit was riotous. Uh, but that's just my one thing. I, I, I want the hard chairs just so that it sounds more like a crazy gym. Um, but it's okay. Like like yeah. we said, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's fine. I think the Merritt Center is still a great basketball venue, and it will continue to be, especially mm-hmm. if we're good. Yeah. yeah. And the Merritt Center is just big. Like, let's, yeah. No matter how many seats you take away, like it's still very voluminous and very large. Yeah, so, especially yeah. for a college court. Yes. Yeah, when like, tons of so. other college courts have like capacities of like 6,000, 8,000. Yeah. Like, we're still like double almost everyone in the WCC. And we're, uh, we're more, <laughs> if not comparable, than anyone else in the Big 12 as well. Right? Yeah, we will have so. the biggest football and basketball stadium in the Big 12 really? uh, when Texas and Oklahoma leave. Mm. So Look at that. Either way, Look at that. Cool. can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, so we actually do have to get the real football now, right? Yes. Let's do it. Yes, real football, American football, uh, the football that is real. Um, I have an update for you guys. So we all saw the uh, time announcement um, for the BYU football game against yes. Boise State. 5 p.m. Yes. on FS2. Literally vomit in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> exposure. Um, FS2. However, there is a contingency, which may or may not, due to events that have... Uh, past in the last like 30 minutes mm. um it may ha- or may not have changed so it's supposed to be 5 p.m on fs2 it is still going to remain 5 p.m but the original plan was that it will be on fs2 assuming there is a game seven of the world series you know that one sport that everybody thinks is a sport but it's actually just yes. a pastime yeah we really exactly. don't care about it it's yep. past time That's we were supposed to watch one of their games this this summer but we just didn't because we don't like it yeah um, executive decision there. Love that. <laughs> um, but tonight, Game 3 of the World Series was just postponed due to inclement weather. Oh. And so, if theory holds, if you push back Game 3, you must also push back Game 4, which we must push back 5, 6, 7. Which means, hopefully, there should be a day... On Saturday, when there is not a World Series game, but I don't know baseball, do they play them back to back in the World Series play, as well? I don't. Know. They play back to back all the time in the regular I season, think right? I don't know if they'll do it because, like, that would be bad, right? Well, if I mean, it's, like game if, one, game one and game two are back to back. Dang it! Yeah, I think if it's in the same city, ooh, it's back to back. Do they yeah. play? Do they play two two one one one? Or do they do like the three? It appears two 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 three two two three one one. Two two one one one. Hold on, I'm trying to. I'm trying to t- <laughs> this two, is great podcasting. Two three two two. It's two three two then. Just straight up two three two. Okay. So another was, reason to hate baseball. It will still be back. To back. <laughs> so so that means even worse news then that it got postponed because now if there's a game six in the World Series then we're on FS two rather than FS one. So now it's even more likely that we're going to be on a channel that nobody has. FS two. I mean, are you really going to watch this game anyway? <laughs> Straight up to all the fans. Like, if you're not at the game, is this going to be on your main television? Depends on what's on. Wait, you gotta check time. out the weekend watch guide. You gotta check yep. out the weekend yep. watch guide. That's for sure. Definitely. We'll be that. watching the game just because we're absolute sickos and we we talk about it for the podcast. Well, we're we'll contractually watching, obligated. But we are not recommending that you, as <laughs> listeners, dedicate your one TV if you only have one TV in your setup. To BYU football. Now, this is not a slam on the BYU football program. This is purely from a mental health standpoint. Yes. We are looking out for you. We are trying to protect you from all of the harm that could befall you. Just a mental health doc. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just read the spark notes <laughs> later. <laughs> Which is what this podcast is for. We are the spark we notes. We are the spark notes. Don't watch it. Just listen to us. Yeah. Spare yourself. Uh, all right. Uh, next next thing. We're just going to fly through these because nobody wants to talk about BYU football. But this but. is actually big news. The Big 12 has come to a media rights agreement before the Pac-12 did. And the Pac-12 opened it like a month and a half earlier. Oh, um, Brett Yormark absolutely going ham. He has secured a six-year, $2.28 billion deal with Fox and ESPN. ESPN will have 60% of the inventory. It'll have the championship games and tournaments. And it will have the third-tier rights. But Fox, uh, they will get 12 of the tw- top 20. No, no, no. I can't remember. But they'll have like 26 football games a year, plus a very large, uh, a significant... Um, I can't remember what the word it was, but it was like a significant presence in the college football or college basketball uh, deal of this. Uh, This is huge news. Um, Schools will be bumping up from 22 22 million a piece to 31 on purely TV revenue money uh, only, which could go up to about 47.50 when you account for the CFP and NCAA tournament appearance money uh, that we assume we will get if we reach those. Later estimates I've seen today actually pretty much guarantee 50, given those revenues, up to 55. Ooh. So With the yeah. expansion of the playoff, perhaps. With the expansion of the playoff, with the other things that are going on. One interesting note that I saw from this, first of all, that's way more money than we're making now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. At least 10, <laughs> maybe even 10 times I, as much I, that we're making It's a right lot now. of money. Because right now, we're not, we're not getting any conference dues. We're getting very little from NCAA, and I don't think any at all from the college football playoff. But one thing that I do find interesting is that one of the time slots that ESPN negotiated is a 10.30 p.m. Eastern slot. Mm. There are not a lot of teams that could that could successfully play that without playing at 9.30 or 10.30 p.m. local time. So I do think that that slot will be dedicated mainly to BYU home games. So I think you will see a lot of 8.30 home night games in Big 12 play. That's good for us. That is good. <laughs> yes. That's the time when we play well. I like that. I very much like that. I love 815 games. And also, do you guys think that maybe that could also apply to Arizona State, Arizona, Utah, and Colorado home games? Interesting. Maybe. Isn't there some kind of, uh, what's it called, expansion clause? There mm. is an expansion clause deals. that would result in an increase given expansion. Let's hope that happens. My favorite thing about this deal is that it's only six years. Yes. Because we know the numbers are going to keep going up. We don't want to be locked in some mediocre deal like certain Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah. (laughs) Our deal finishes, I think it's four or five years before the ACC's does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is insane. (laughs) So that's definitely a good move by the Big 12. Yes. Uh, This firmly supplants us for now. We haven't seen the Pac-12 numbers. We assume they're going to be less. Uh, but we don't know. We don't know. Brett Yormark, obviously, you know, the expansion along with Brett Yormark's tactics of persuasion, as we'll say, um, landed this awesome deal for us. I don't think the Pac-12 can pull this off. I don't know if this number is big enough to sway teams to join, but it is definitely going to be significantly larger, we think, than the Pac-12s. And I think that supplants the Big 12 as the premier third best conference in college football. 
We're right behind the Big 12, or not right behind, but we are behind the Big 10 and the SEC, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we will be above the ACC for another 520 years, <laughs> and we'll be ahead of the Pac-12 when they finish up signing a deal with, like, Fubo and Amazon. Fubo <laughs> and those those gas station TVs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gas station TVs. <laughs> I love that. I will say, the best part about this deal is that we got a raise. Not just BYU. Big the Big Twelve got a raise. Yes. When Texas and Oklahoma originally left, Bowlesby, who was the commissioner of the Big Twelve at the time, estimated that the value of the Big Twelve would go down by anywhere between forty and fifty percent. We got a raise. Yeah. The Big Twelve got a raise. Money went up. All the credit in the world to Brett Yormack for doing that. And the raise thing that I'm talking about, of course, for BYU, it's going to be like a 500 million percent <laughs> raise. We're yeah. going to have a lot more money in our football coffers. What do you guys think we should do with that money? I say keep it in-house. Do not give it to BYU. Do not give it to the library to spend on magazine subscriptions. <laughs> no library. No. Keep this in the athletics program. Yes. And I would love to see the other, you know, so say we're getting, let's say, $50 million a year. Ten of it can go to the Olympic sports. Keep them up because I think that's important. You shouldn't just leave them by the wayside. Yeah, sure. But sure. forty million needs to stay in the football program. Yep. Go hire a freaking OC in DC that are good <laughs> at football. I'm not saying that ours aren't, but we need better ones. We need better. We need better everything. I just don't want to see that money not stay in the athletics program's budget. Yeah, I'd like a locker room update. I'd like maybe expanded facilities so BYU isn't sharing with like the intramural yes. soccer teams. Yes, <laughs> be a, a football only IPF. Yes, I would like to see that. Can't believe we're arguing for that. <laughs> I'm on that same wavelength. I want a brand line. new football facility. Obviously, this is going to be in a few years. It's not going to come with our first Big Twelve check. But right. I want a football facility built actually near Lavelle Edwards Stadium and not. <laughs> Three quarters of a mile away where people have to like bus back and forth between and people have to fight for parking spots and people's wives have to post it on Instagram. (laughs) Like we need BYU needs a facilities upgrade, BYU needs a face the stadium needs a facelift. I think we can all agree. Oh yes. Sweets. There's definitely even like the bare bone metal structure. Maybe we could get a facade on it. That would look pretty nice. I don't know. I just think there's a lot more money, and if BYU does not invest all of it into the football, basketball, and other programs, mainly football and basketball, they are extremely amiss. Yeah. I mean, put most of the money back into what is making you that money. Exactly. Or else you're going to lose that money, right? Exactly. You have to reinvest. Um, I'm excited. Uh, For me, my favorite part is that we are with ESPN and Fox. Yes. Yes. Two broadband, like cable companies – they're the staples. I mean, Fox is maybe the biggest name in sports besides ES. Like, these are the two biggest names in sports. Yeah, they're the two biggest names. Right? The CBS has the March Madness and everything. But other than that, Fox basically owns all the best NFL stuff, uh, plus a lot of college football inventory, Big Noon Saturday, obviously. Um, and then ESPN is the worldwide leader in sports. This is awesome for BYU. Like, the Pac-12 is going to have to go open up – their computer, plug it into the TV, and bring up Amazon Prime Video. Whereas BYU will be on the channel. You can get all the casuals flipping to your games. I think this is a great spot for BYU to be in, um, and the Big 12 in general. Absolutely agree. Yeah, that's probably the best news BYU has had in several weeks. (laughs) Is that a transition? Let's make it one. (laughs) (laughs) So BYU had a football game. Aye, aye, aye. Yep. Uh, Is that enough talk? Yeah, it did not go well. It did not go well. Um, 
let's see. I'm trying to remember the final score. 27-24. 27-24, yes. Wait, who did we play again? Was it uh, uh, some SEC it was, team it was, uh, at least? I think it was a directional Carolina. Oh, and not the north one. <laughs> not no. the north one and no. not the south one. No. Nope. <laughs> not even the western one. No nope. options left. <laughs> so technically it's not a state. Yeah, it's not even a state. That's true. Yeah. Maybe it should be a state. Ooh, East Carolina State. They don't, claim, they don't claim to be a state. If they just claim to be a university. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, it was East Carolina. Yep. Uh, we lost at home. No. Yep. To East at, Carolina. at night. Yes, at night. Too. On a game-winning line drive field goal. <laughs> line drive is like putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah, it's like frozen rope. It's like he kicked a goose and it fluttered through the air. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was bad. Bad game. I I don't even know what to say here. What What's wrong with BYU football? Here's a nugget. Uh, we talked about this last episode. BYU's last two home night losses have come on a day other than Saturday. Mm. So stop playing on days other than Saturday. Saturday yeah. only. And that fixes everything. Night games at home on Saturday. All 12 games. And we'll go to the playoff. Even conference weekend. Yes. You know what's crazy? We scored seven points in the second half. Yo! <laughs> that's that's seven football. Right seven there. more than we did against Liberty. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Woo! That's improvement, baby. <laughs> We're hey, better. Let's be. Let me. Let me walk you through what I felt during this game. Okay. At no point in the game did I feel like we had a chance to win it. There was no like logically. I was thinking, okay, if we get this stop and we go down and score then we could win the game. But there was nowhere in my – there was not a bone in my body that actually thought we were going to win the game or or even could. Like, we had it in us to win that game. When Jake Oldroyd kicked the field goal, like, when I heard Greg call it because I was working in the studio, I heard Greg call it, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did we just kick a field goal? Like, I had already processed that he'd missed and ECU had the ball. But he made it. He made it. And I will say – Although I never felt like we had a chance to win, although we looked doomed from the start and we were completely fightless and just pitiful, we played a close game. That is something that we haven't seen for a month. All of October, That's we true. have not seen a close game. Notre Dame, the score was close, but it really wasn't. Notre Dame should have beaten us 42-20 to 20 or 42-10. to 10. Um, We obviously got blown up by Arkansas Liberty. This one was actually close. So I felt like there was some improvement made. I would say so. Some, it wasn't as bad as the previous two losses. That's true. Definitely. We could say some positive things. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing I want to point out. Okay. Last time we <clears throat> we mentioned that our leading running back had like two carries or something. Yes. Yeah. Three. Well, Lopini Katoa had 20 carries. Whoa. And how did that go? Was that Did it work? 116 what? yards. What? For what? Katoa, yeah. We had a 100-yard rusher? We had a 100-yard rusher. We had a complete reversal of offensive identity. (laughs) Rushed for 244 yards. Unfortunately, could not keep drives together and (laughs) score very many points. But we saw some change and maybe some progress. Yeah. I have two positive things to say. Let's hear it. All right. Uh, Jaron Hall rediscovered the fact that he has legs. Oh, my gosh. So good for him. Finally. We love that. 60 rushing yards for Jared Incredible. And uh, we won the time of possession battle for oh. the first time, if I'm not mistaken, since we played USF. Whoa! That's huge. Clap it up. 
up. BYU's back. BYU is back. Uh, the, the most depressing thing about that, though, is that we actually designed this game for us to maintain possession to help out our defense. We did everything we wanted to, and we still lost. <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you guys had some positive things. I got some negative things. All right. Classic Jared. That's fair. All right. That's fair. That's fair. We did lose. We did. We did lose. Um, so, Jaron Hall. Uh-huh. Two touchdowns. Okay. Good. We, we can agree that's good. That's decent. It's give, more than, give him a medium. More than zero. Yeah. yeah correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give that's him a su- good, not amazing. Sideways yeah. thumb slightly tilted up. Okay, like a yeah. five percenter. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, 18 of 25. Again. Yeah, that's like yeah, a sideways thumb. Yeah. Let's Maybe a like little a, bit like a 10 percenter. Okay. Like a little, little yeah. higher up, I'd say. 144 passing yards. All game. On 18 On 18 completions. That's less than 10 yards per completion. Not right. And it's prolific. like... It's like five yards per attempt. Yeah. I'm going to give him like a that's, 75% that's, down. I'm that's, down. That's a downer. Yeah. Further down. Yeah. Um, Jaron Hall has not looked good. He force-fed Puka at the beginning of the game. It didn't matter who else was open. <laughs> he was just trying to shove it down Puka's throat like he was ESPN shoving SEC 4-2 and two teams down our throat midseason. It was horrific. I, I just... I'm speechless at how bad our offense has been. Obviously, the running game got going, and I was impressed that we had 200 and almost 50 yards. But the passing game has just fallen off a complete cliff. Yep. We looked okay yeah. against Arkansas, but in the Notre Dame game, the Liberty game, and the East Carolina game, we have looked absolutely just pathetic. Is Jaron Hall incapable of throwing it over the middle? Because I think so. We don't target the tight end ever because he doesn't ever look in the middle. We just see the flats and down the sidelines. Those are the only two passes we ever see all game. Yeah, from from uh, inside the hashes on this game, he was like one of two. The entire game, out of 25 pass attempts, one of two over the middle. And it's not because guys aren't open. Keanu Hill was screaming wide open on the third and <laughs> nine, and Jaron Hall forced it into double coverage to Puka Nakua. I, I do not know what to say. I'm... He was supposed to be the strong suit of our team. And yet, at this point, and, and I know it's not completely his fault. It's scheme. It's receivers. It's a lot of stuff. But I feel like quarterback play is our weakness at this point. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's not horrible. It's just we feel like it could be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. We have some banged up wide receivers. That's true. But we still are used to more explosive plays in the passing game, it feels like. It's definitely not first round of the draft of the Seattle Seahawks kind of <laughs> performances. Yes. Definitely not. I don't even know if he's on NFL draft like radars right now. Like, But the- he hugs players after they lose. Yeah. Yep. He yep. makes them feel nice inside. He kneels right? down next to them and says, hey, yeah. it's hey, fine losing. It's just a it game. It doesn't matter. Puts his arm around we can them. Lose whatever we want. Signs autographs two hours after the game when he's lost. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh hero. <laughs> While we're talking about QB play, can I actually just add one nugget? Yep. Yes, please. This actually has nothing to do with BYU football nor college football. This is actually an NFL nugget. Ooh. It came to my mind. Okay. NFL nugs. Um, you know, PJ Walker. Ooh. Crazy thing, you know, that huge Hail Mary Caught, guy takes off his helmet, missed extra point, goes in the overtime. Tyler Algier scores his first passing touchdown of the season. Nice All this, so on and so forth. But in a span of three weeks, P.J. Walker did something that I think Jaron Hall is very capable of. Okay. There was a game where he did not complete a single pass more than one yard beyond the line of scrimmage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Two games later, he completed the longest pass in 
NFL statistical history. <laughs> oh my god! On that hail mary. <laughs> wow. I think that's Jaron Hall is very capable of not completing a single pass over one yard, yep. and also somehow the longest pass in NCAA history. Yes. So true. Uh, yeah. that was just the one nugget that came to my mind that I wanted to share. Yeah. All right. Last nugget I have. All right. <laughs> Actually, BYU related. Yes. Good. It is. Good. It is BYU. Right. Right. Pull, bad, pull back bad. in. Pull back in. Bad. Our punter, Ryan Raycow, had okay. his longest punt since. An 83-yard blast against Arizona State last year. He had a 71-yarder. Okay. He's kind of back. I mean, He's getting back. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he's back. He's had a lot of practice this season. (laughs) Last season, he didn't have a lot of practice, so he kind of tapered off towards the end. Exactly. This this season, he has a ton of practice, so he's getting better towards the end. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, Justin. That's why Rico has been kind of getting into form. It's because he didn't get practice last year. Yeah. And even then, we're still going 5 of 20 on 4th down, and he still punted it like 6 billion times. Yeah. Uh, Justin, do you have a last nug? I got one, but... I have, yeah, my last nug actually is BYU-related. Uh, nine <laughs> games into the season, Woo! we have the same record as UConn. Oh, my <laughs> What? What? We have the same record as UConn, baby. Like, UConn Huskies. The UConn Huskies. Dude, we're doing something right. Look at us. Basketball's about to pop off. Look at us. Who would have thought? Me with UConn. Who would have thought? Not me. Actually, can we go 6-6, please, and then play UConn in a bowl? Dude. Oh, my gosh. I'd I'd be down for that. I would poo my pants. That would be be scary. And then lose to UConn in that bowl game? Dude, I watched Utah State give up like 300 rush yards (laughs) to UConn. Imagine what we would give up. Oh, yeah. All right. My last one. Fourth down conversions. This has been a hot topic. Everybody's saying, why go for it? We should have just kicked it. Okay, hindsight is twenty twenty. I am always in favor of going for it on fourth down. Yeah, me too. Kalani said it best. If you can't get one yard on fourth down, you don't deserve to win the football game. Absolutely agree. I'm sorry. Yep. If you can't quarterback sneak for a yard, th- there's no reason you should win a football game. I agree. Also, on the other two calls, I'm totally fine going for it. You just got to execute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like we were guaranteed three points if we were to kick a field goal. Definitely, Definitely not. not. And then finally, personnel, dude. Why on God's green earth are we throwing a pass to Mason Wake, who has maybe five touches all season? We're throwing a swing pass to him on fourth and three, and then uh, we're giving it to Miles Davis. Lopini Katoa is having a career night, and we're giving it to our other back. It's the exact same thing in the Notre Dame game. Chris Brooks is having a career night, just led you down the field. Fourth and two, let's put in Lopini Katoa and have him run it. Who then gets concussed that play. Yes, and I don't understand why we have Mason Wake on the sideline and Houston Haymuli, who are both brought here to be blockers, and we are running out of a single back. Run out of the I formation. Do something. It's not working. I, the, the Houston Haymuli thing pisses me off so much. He is literally an elite blocking fullback. That's why we brought him over from Stanford. Yet he hasn't played a blocking fullback snap once this yep. entire year through eight games, which is absolutely ridiculous. First of all, the only time he's playing is as a defensive lineman on punt return. <laughs> Why? He's a fullback. Also, uh, if you look at that man, he is literally a cast iron marshmallow. Yes. He is a freaking bowling ball. Please just use him to clear somebody out of their sinuses and open up a hole for running back. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Just my thoughts. I just really think Houston Hamuli made a poor decision in transferring to BYU because they have not utilized him once. He deserves much better. He deserves way better than what he has been getting this year. All right, let's move on. Let's finish this thing up real quick. 
Uh, we are uh, short on time this this day because it is Hallow's Eve, yeah. as you all know. Yes. Um, so we are going to do a nifty nine instead of the fastest 15 oh. for our college football roundup. So, gentlemen. Very nifty. Bum. Boo. First, we head to Beaver Stadium where there is not a single beaver in sight. Instead, it was an intriguing mascot matchup with the nightmare-inducing Nittany Lions hosting the poisonous Buckeyes. That's a Halloween special. Yes, sir. At first, C.J. Mark Stroud and Ohio State were quieter than a Bama fan after that Tennessee game. Oh, that's quiet. But star defensive end J.T. Tui Molau turned the scarlet tide of this game. He put up two INTs, two sacks of horse fumble and recovery, and a pass deflection that resulted in an INT, patting his resume like the true Big Ten student he is. <laughs> Ohio State won this one, 44 to 31. We head to Tucson, Arizona, where some cats that are also bears were taking on the seed bags of Southern California. Ooh, nice. It looked like BYU was playing all-time defense for both teams as the scoreboard lit up faster than a joint at a Snoop Dogg performance at Woodstock. Whoa. Caleb willed his way to five passing and 411 passing yards. Meanwhile, Jaden Delora was shooting at the football like the vaccines his old Washington State coach refused to take, throwing for three uglies himself. Ooh. This game is a Pac-X, otherwise known as the conference without a media rights deal yet. Classic would not have been complete without the refs taking over the game as they handed Lincoln Riley a 45 to 37 victory. Classic. We head to a locale nearby the Nayland Stadium goalposts where the Kentucky Wildcast walked into a nightmare on Knox Street. Oh. Hendon, censored by the BYU Honor Code, played like the original Halloween movie. Looks great, but in the end, it's kind of mid. Oh. The stadium, however, was more like Tuesday the 17th, which is to say, absolutely electric. Will Levi's was seeing more than just ghosts out there as he played even worse than Jaron Hall has lately, throwing for 98 yards and three picks. Hard to do, boo. The fighting John Calpieris are finally unranked, doing the world an enormous favor as getting that freaking corn out of our faces. The only 10 we see booty claps, the UK 44 to 6. Next, we head to Jacksonville, Florida, a state not known for its football team these days besides the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yes, this is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party with Ooh. the Gators facing the Bulldogs. Georgia played like the Gonzaga of college football, Ooh. except they've actually won something. Ooh. And Florida got beat up like that character in Monsters, Inc. Mama, there's a gator in the house. <laughs> it didn't matter that Stetson Bennett had a Kirk Cousins stat line saying, you like that, <laughs> because Georgia is just better than Florida in every way. Georgia wins 42 to 20. We head to Kyle Allen Field, where some weird guys dressed up like farmers were trying to get the Texas ATM fans ready to dish out some cash for Jimbo's buyout. The Sith went into College Station as overrated as Twizzlers. I know, hot take, but Red Vines are better. Looking to beat up on a team where being bad is celebrated as a good recruiting technique. Jackson lit up his butthole gas and blue darted all over the Tamu defense, throwing for three touchdowns on only 13 completions. Wow, Texans eight and four's defense looked like that one security guard in the barely inspecting people meme as they allowed the Sips rushing offense to become a downpouring spill, leading Ole Miss to a 31-28 victory. We head to hell, where the Demon Deacons were up to all sorts of sacrilegious mischief. In a game that was worse than The Exorcist 3 for black and gold fans, the wake of misery played like 
played like characters in a horror movie, making stupid decision after idiotic decision, turning the ball over eight times. What? Huh? Six in the third quarter. Huh? The Cardinals that are actually birds wreaked more havoc than Hitchcock's birds plucking eyes out, like in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, en route to a 48 to 21 shellacking. Next, we head to the Bounce House in Orlando, where we had a clash with BYU's Big 12 cohort. Since he tried to prove that they were the greatest addition, while UCF tried to end their losing streak to the Bearcats and get the last laugh. Luke Fickle got things mixed up in this one and was fickle with his offense no. instead of defense, only scoring three tuddies and allowing 258 rushing yards. No. The Knights rode off into the sunset after stopping Cincy on fourth down, winning this one 25 to 21. We had to Manhattan, Kansas that is, where some boys who like to farm cows whilst holding pistols on their hips were taking on some cats that are not domesticated. The Wildcats came in looking to prove they belonged at the top of the pack, while the Cowboys were looking to maintain their place at the almost top of the Big 12. But wouldn't you know it, the color purple is Mike Gundy's kryptonite as he took his second straight loss to a ranked jar of Chicha Morada. Kansas State runs away with an absolute befuddling of the Cowboys. 48 to zero. Zero? To zero, that's a goose egg. Goose egg. Finally, we arrive at Hueco del Trasero. Sorry, I meant Labanac, where the annual butt bowl was played. The bare booties of Butler slid the Batex's Batex pants all the way down for a backside spanking, jumping out to a 17-3 halftime tushy-cushy. By the end of the game, the Red Raiders had the red runs as the final ass clapping came out to a 45-17 to a 17 final fanny trash. They ate some Asian zing. Well said. It's zanged them. <laughs> Alright, uh, to wrap up, let's just hurry and hit this. Um, first off, we got to do a picks review. Can we skip that, actually? <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough week no for way. me and Justin going 3-7. and seven. Damn, 5-5. Five 5-5, and five, five and five. very medium. It was, it was a rough week for all of us. Yeah, I love that we're exactly back to where we were, down 2-2-2. <laughs> two, two <and> two. Yeah, <laughs> two games between each of us. Uh, yes, um, the fans, however, they are storming back. They have gone 6-4 and four this week. They're 55 and 35 on the season, which is a lot of games better than us. They have a 61.1% winning percentage, whereas Dan, our leader, 58.8. Fans and, are. But Dan has 57 correct guesses. <clears throat> True. Pick, sorry, not guesses. While the fans <laughs> only have 55, Mickey Mouse, we hate you. Fans playing the ACC. That's true. <laughs> we hate you, fans, but we also love you. But we also love you. Bye. Yes, we do. All right, um, and finally, the college football playoff rankings come out tonight, Tuesday. Um, we, from now on, will be doing our episodes on Tuesday night so we can live react to those episodes. Um, but we wanted to let you, that, let you know that today and put forth our guesses for what the top six are going to be. So I don't know, Dan, Justin, which of you wants to take the lead on this, but let's finish off with our top six, our four playoff contenders, and the two that are looking on the outside looking in. And maybe give a little bit of reasoning into why we have these teams organized in this way. I guess I'll go first. Okay. Sounds good. I've got Tennessee number one. Oh, baby. Okay. Feels like 98. Is that the oh. year you say? I think, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a Tennessee fan. Um, but I think they have – I mean, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee has probably the hardest schedule of you know, those in consideration. I agree. Next, I have Ohio State, <clears throat> right behind Tennessee. Um, they're coming off a big win against Penn State. That was big for the resume because they 
None of the other teams they played are still ranked. Yes. I believe. <laughs> and then Georgia. Okay. A lot of people have them at one. I have them at three. Okay. I think they're good. Their defense is great, but you know they're not as good as people say they are. And like um, Ohio State, they've only played one team that is still ranked. Okay. If that. Fair. And then Michigan, they just beat Penn State a couple weeks ago. The Big Ten is good. Um, this Ohio State-Michigan matchup Ooh. coming up in Ooh. a few weeks is going to be juicy this Ooh. year. And my last two, I've got TCU. Okay. They deserve a lot of credit. Yep. They're rising quick, undefeated in the Big 12. And finally, Alabama. Oh? I was debating between them and Clemson. I think Alabama's better than Clemson. Okay. So I, I respect Alabama. It. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, we hate Clemson, but uh, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody on this podcast that doesn't hate Clemson quite as much uh, as they say they do. Uh, I don't know. I not, don't know. Not pointing fingers. So, <laughs> is it okay if I go backwards, if I start at six and go yeah, to one? Yeah, go for it. Please. At like number it. six, I have Oregon. Interesting. Uh, Oregon looks like an absolute juggernaut. Their one loss to, uh, you know, a very, very good Georgia team. Georgia. It was 49-3. to three. Yes, one. but it was also week one. True. Week one. And Bo Nix had not integrated into the system. Asterisk. And they have since beat BYU. So uh, that's obviously the best team in the nation. Huge win. So number six, I got Oregon. Okay. Number five, Tulane. Let's go. Give me freaking okay. Tulane. Tulane is an absolute juggernaut. Their one loss Ooh. to miss it to Southern Miss in overtime. Oh, they got screwed over by the refs. They should be undefeated. Number five, Tulane. They also have a All win right. over Kansas State. Looking mm-hmm. better and better. Great win. Number four, I have Georgia. Kind of boring, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Okay. Just good. Number three, Ohio State. Okay. Yeah, cool. Number two, I have Tennessee. Okay. I think All Tennessee right. is an extremely good program this year. Yeah. I do think that they will beat Georgia in Athens this week. I oh, hope so. I, hope I would so. hope so. And number one, I am a full believer in the hypno-toad of Tennessee. Texas Christian University, TCU will win the national title. Horn Go frogs. Horn frogs, maybe. <laughs> the finger thing. Um, all right. I guess I will follow the snake drafts and I'll start at number one. I got Tennessee. Um, they didn't look super strong at the beginning of the season, but a big win over Bama. They've looked absolutely incredible since. Ohio State, number two. Um, I, was, I did have them number one overall just because they have absolutely obliterated people. Um, but they looked shaky in the first three quarters against Penn State. They need to shore that up if they're going to beat Michigan. Um, but they also showed the potential in that game, which is why they're at two. Number three, TCU. They're a freaking video game offense. That's not good because we all know how the video game offense works. When it doesn't work, it does not work. True. But when it does work, it's incredible. Um, and they've just pulled wins out of their buttholes. So, like, that's impressive. we got to give it to them. Two 17-point comebacks this year. That's incredible. Impressive. Uh, number four, Michigan. Uh, I was going to have Michigan uh, number three, but their strength of schedule is... Definitely not as good as Ohio State like UConn, or TCU. Hawaii, Colorado State, and the non-con <laughs> isn't enough to bump you up? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, so man. Michigan's number four. Um, number five, Georgia for the same reasons, just because we have not seen them. Um, I guess in the Missouri game, you kind of saw that weakness. But other than that, they've been doing what they should be doing. Um, the Tennessee-Georgia game, loser leaves town, I think. Um, and then finally, I have Clemson. And here's my reasoning why. Okay, I hate Clemson. Don't believe Justin and Danny. They'll tell you I like Clemson. It's not true. You like Clemson. Um, closet, closet Clemson closet fan. Clemson it's not true. Fan. I've lived through too many losses to Clemson in my day. Um, here's the reason. Clemson, as whether we like to admit it or not, is undefeated. I can't justify putting somebody with one loss above them yet until we see the full body of work. Because the games, in my opinion, have to matter. If you're playing games and you're winning games, I will take the wins over the losses 
Until, of course, we get to the final day. Then you can look back at the full body of work and debate that. Jared and Clemson sitting in a tree. Don't listen. Don't listen to them. Don't listen. All right. Uh, Anyway, any parting thoughts before we leave? I'm excited for the college football playoff rankings. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some things that we are just heinously enraged about. Um, I don't know. I have a question for Dan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Who do you think Jared is a closet fan of? Oh, boy. Uh, As a multiple choice? Uh, Yes. It is um, A, Clemson. Okay. B, Clemson. Okay. C, Clemson. I feel like this is a little biased. Clemson. Or D, Manchester City. I choose A through C, Clemson. <laughs> Jared's an ACC homer. No. ACC homer. I'm not Danny Cannell or Bud Elliott or Chip Patterson. <laughs> and he has two SEC teams in his top four. Uh, I Loser leaves town. East Coast football. Loser leaves East Coast town. Football. I also do. I have two SEC teams, two Big Ten teams. Hey, I have two Let's SEC hope that's not the well. playoff. Hey. I, I also have two SEC teams. I, I will say, two SEC teams, two Big Ten teams – that's great for college football because it forces us into a 12-team scenario. We're already in the 12-team scenario. We don't need no bull crap. Okay. Okay. I can, I can see that. All right. Yeah. Just as long as I never have to see Clemson play in a playoff game ever in my life and Dabo Sweeney gets just like, for whatever reason, like, I don't know, maybe he just like hits a light pole with a electric scooter or something and gets canceled for it. I don't know. Okay. If, if that happens... That was an interesting <laughs> scenario. <laughs> if that happens... I will be a very happy man because he gets canceled for hitting a light pole with an electric scooter. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, happy Halloween, everybody. And yep. uh, I don't know. See you next time. I don't happy know. Happy November. Happy November. Happy November. Remember No Lost November last year? All right. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Go Cougars. We love you guys. Thank you. Goodbye now. Rock, 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 r